Hi, everyone. This week, we're recording from FETC in Orlando, Florida. We wanted to give you a quick rundown of two sessions that we attended today and some of the things that we are taking away from the sessions and hopefully we'll be able to implement in our practice. The first session was one about Google Docs this morning, and it was hosted by Kelly Fikes, who we've listed in the show notes. If you're not familiar with HyperDocs, it's basically a laid out lesson plan in a Google Doc or in a Google Slides or some other product like that, where students can make a copy of the lesson plan and embedded within it are the activities and the times of critical thinking and collaboration that they'll engage in. It's a pretty good, it's basically a blended learning flex model approach to instruction, and it works really well in lots of classes, especially in classes that station rotation or uh, an approach like that might not work as well. So if you haven't looked into HyperDocs before, um, Lisa Heifel is a really good person to follow on Twitter and as well check out her website that I've also linked in the show notes. One of the really cool things about the HyperDocs site is that they've developed something called Teachers Give Teachers. It's a lot like Teachers Pay Teachers, except there's no money involved. So the teachers have developed all these great resources, and they've decided to give them away for free, which is really nice in, I think, supporting the great education community and and PLN that we all have going on online. So one of my big takeaways from Kelly's session this morning was some of the tools that she showed us. And one of them that I've already used today is called FODE, F-O-D-E-Y, and I've linked that in show notes. Fodi does a number of things, but the one part that I really connected with and have already used in a HyperDoc I'm building for some teachers is creating newspaper clippings that you can generate the title, the date, and all the content that's in it. And there are a lot of tools out there that create newspapers. This one is really interesting to me because it creates a folded newspaper, and it actually looks like a newspaper, but it's populated with my content, which I really like. I'm using it as an anticipatory set for for teachers in this hyperdoc that I'm building out. Um, And I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think it would be really cool to use with students because it's a different way of presenting reading. You might be able to do some close reading with students using FODI. So I think it's generally a pretty good, good tool. And I've linked my FODI that I made this morning in show notes so you can check it out. The second session I want to share with you is one called, Do We Even Have the Right Data? And this one was really interesting to me because it was a panel discussion, which I'm usually not a huge fan of. If you've never attended a session that had a panel discussion, the way that it worked is that there's a moderator. In this case, it was a man called Matt Harris. And then there were a panel of three sort of data specialists or data experts. They were Julie Evans, Damian Bebel and Vincent Jansen. And the way that the process worked was that Matt would ask them a bunch of questions and they would answer them. And on the surface, I typically don't find that super engaging, but this one was really, really well done. The questions were ones that I think everyone in the audience could connect with and had a lot of experience with. So it was interesting to hear these data specialist people 
talk about their experiences and their information and their insights on how schools are using data. And I really connected with a lot of this. During the course of the session, I created a bunch of Twitter posts that are in my account. And it, it really helped me to focus in what I was thinking about and come up with some takeaways for me. And I wanted to highlight a couple of those for you. First off, they mentioned that a lot of schools collect a lot of data, which I'm sure is no surprise to all of our listeners. But what they also pointed out was that most of it's just sitting around on servers and that educators aren't really working effectively with their data. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I realized it was true. I think we spend a lot of time collecting data, but most people don't really know what to do with the data. So what's the next step or like what's the actionable part of that data? And I think that's the part that really is the important part. And it's the part that oftentimes gets left out. One part I thought that was very interesting was moving away from the idea of making data-based decisions and moving toward more knowledge-based decisions. So taking the data that you're getting from your assessments or from your surveys and then looking at it from, I don't know, a different perspective, not just looking at the numbers, but looking from what's behind the numbers. So what's going on with those kids? What's going on with that content? Not just trusting the numbers, but making more knowledge-informed decisions rather than strictly a numbers decision, which I thought was really interesting and really an eye-opening and refreshing way to think about using data in our schools. Another interesting thing was that one of the speakers was talking about a school that he works with. And when they're talking about these data conversations and sort of high-level conversations in their district, they bring a chair in that nobody sits in. And it's their reminder to ask about how this is going to impact students. So that chair represents the students in their district, which I think is so important. And Tim Stommer, who is one of the people I used to work with, would say, why aren't there kids in there? Which is a a good point. I mean, I like that there's the empty chair there as a a first step, but maybe there should be some students involved in that decision-making process and, you know, being there to ask questions and for the people who are making the decisions to ask questions of the student. Like, how are these decisions that we're making going to impact you and your peers? So I think that is having that chair there and bringing the conversation around to how this is going to impact students is definitely a great first step, but it might benefit from pushing even further. Finally, I think the last thing that I really took away from the data session was knowing what the goal is. So often we collect data and we do surveys and we do assessments, but what's the goal of all of them? And I'm not sure I always know what the goal is. I I mean, I think a lot of times we do these things because we have to do these things or because we've always done these things. But knowing, I think, what the goal is can really help not only teachers, but people at the district level to understand what data is going to be most useful for different situations. So just because we have this chunk of data doesn't mean it's going to be the best set for every every situation that we're trying to fix or, you know, celebrate in our district. So I think really knowing what we're trying to do in education and what we're trying to use data in order to do really, I think, will go a long way for us. 
there was a lot more in this session. Um, I've shared all of my notes in the show notes so that you can benefit from them too. Feel free to ask questions. Feel free to use any of it. I'll be back tomorrow with Lacey and we'll give you a rundown on how day two goes. If you have questions about FETC or if there's a session that you'd like us to attend, please feel free to reach out. We'd be happy to help out. As always, I'm Kendra. I'm at Tech and Teaching on Twitter. Lacey is Tech Nerd LB, and together we're two tech coaches. <laughs>